Chris Rock had his book, Jay Leno had his book. And Amy Poehler just came out with hers. I, I saw that too, yeah. Uh, Amy Poehler, I guess uh, Mindy, she, Mindy Kaling. Yeah, oh too. yeah. Well, what's interesting, Amy Poehler was doing this web series for a while. And I, I don't know if it was like in preparation for this book launch, but it's... Hey. <clears throat> what do you guys want to do? Uh-oh. It sounds like the beginning of a podcast. Can I, I, it is. can I plug in? Um, I don't know. I can't get that to work. I'm just going to go naked on this thing, if that's okay. No earplugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and by naked, I mean nothing in my ears. Like Bromberg is naked, everybody. Hey, um, <laughs> listeners, I'm Stephen Ferris. This is the What Do You Guys Want to Do podcast. I have my guest, Kenny Frankly and Mike Bromberg. You guys want to say hi? Hi. Hey. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, what do you guys want to do? Hmm. Laugh. <laughs> How many times do you think you've asked that question in your life? Oh, geez, probably like, um, probably at least two thousand times. That's it. Well, at least you should count, just, just you know, for the sake of, because one day you might be like writing your memoirs and be like. I have said this particular phrase 20,262 times. I've actually counted that, and that would be a great segue into like your story of your stand-up career. I know, but it, it's too late now because I didn't start counting when I started. <laughs> well, I guess... Just guess. Just yeah, you can guess pick a specifically. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, let's say, like, maybe... Well, you think about mathematically, how many like shows have you done over what period of time? And right. if, if you figure, you've you said it each time you've done a show, right? Yeah, I think I started doing it in 2008, or just before, so late 2007. But then you stopped doing it for a while, right? Yeah, there were some times when I stopped doing it. Well, and you can factor in how many times you've just said it in conversation, I think. Okay. That could make up for any margin of error. So let's say there's 365 days in a year, and that's been six years. And so, six. I think I think whoever's listening to this realizes that they probably have to be sober to follow this <laughs> conversation. Wait, 365 times six Oh crap! Six there's years? math involved in this. We can figure this out. <clears throat> that equals. That was very close, Stephen. 2,190 times. Okay, so I mean, I've probably done it. I mean, I haven't performed comedy every night, but some nights I've done more than one set. And some sets I've had to ask, what do you guys want to do more than once? So. <laughs> and sometimes you just ask people that. Yeah. And I wonder if, you know, people that have a catchphrase, like I wonder if uh, Larry the Cable Guy knows how many times he said get her done. Because people probably ask them, like, do you know... You probably say that at every show you do, in fact, I bet he does, mm -hmm. right? Because it, it's probably the first thing he says, I've never seen him live, but I bet when he comes out and he goes to the microphone, he has to say it because everyone's wanting him to say it, right? That's his thing. And and he's probably thought that same question, man, I, I've i been doing this for X amount of years. I probably should figure out how many times I've actually said, get her done. 
Well, the actual count begins tonight, then. What an auspicious occasion, yes. November 12th, yes. 2014. Uh, make yourself a spreadsheet. Yeah. Get on Excel or whatever they yeah. the Apple I'm too version. lazy to do that. Hardly. Clearly by this apartment. <laughs> you can see you are not meticulous whatsoever. <laughs> you've got you've got a freaking canoe in your apartment. I think the least you can do is is set up a some kind of a spreadsheet for your uh, what what you want to do because it, it might come in handy someday. You might that might be good information to have. Well, yeah, but see the difference is is that I care about having a canoe, whereas. Well, it's not that I don't care about how many times I've asked, what do you guys want to do, but I'll get bored with it. I'll get bored. You might get stop. bored with your canoe, too, but, you know. Yeah, but it just sits up there, you know. On top of the very carefully built and measured PVC piping system that surrounds a train track that you built yourself. It's, a, you? it's aluminum. It's not PVC pipe. They're stolen posts from Ikea. Oh well, it's very interesting. Stand corrected. Yeah. corrected. It's my favorite IKEA product. I, I wonder if you may be the only person in Sacramento that has a boat in their apartment. I know there are people that have boats in their garage, in their house, or whatever. But in a, especially in a one-bedroom apartment, um, that's that's quite a a feat because it's not an easy thing to uh, you know get in and out of this place I'm sure yeah it's it's almost it looks like it's built in right now but um, if you slide it I mean obviously the listeners can't see this but if you slide it you know this way and then bring that part down onto the floor and then take it the point over into the other corner there then you can get this end off and carefully get it out into the hallway and uh, go. Like if that aluminum pipe thing gave way, it would it would fall, like I'm right under this boat I'm looking up right now, so I would probably die, because I'm guessing that's a pretty heavy, it looks like a pretty heavy boat. 72 and pounds. It's what? It's 72 pounds. Is that all? Yeah. Can you lift that? Yeah. By yourself? Yeah. <laughs> not, not easily. I mean, it's big, so that makes it harder too. But um, yeah, I can lift it. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> well, so what do you want to do, Steve? Um. Well, I wanted to find out what you guys wanted to do. I want to play a game. You want to play a game? Yeah. What What game do you want to play? I don't know. Do you have any games here? Um, I have computer games. I don't have any like board games. No. I don't even have a deck of cards. You don't. Jeez, Steve, you, need a, you, need a deck. <laughs> you got a whole like train like city here. Uh, well, maybe not a city, but you you've got a quite an uh, impressive train model train situation with like trees and 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 you like solder your own like switches and stuff. But you, you should get a deck of cards, you know? It's like, what, two bucks? Yeah, probably. I just, uh, I don't know. I've never got around to it. To put that on my list, I guess. Put it on your list. And uh, just so the listeners know, you're not going to hear Kenny for a few minutes because she has gone to the 
private area. See, this is a professional podcast, <laughs> and you can tell it is because uh, one of the podcast members just uh, nonchalantly went to the uh, facilities <laughs> to relieve herself. <laughs> Do you, um, have you seen this thing in the news about the corn maze? Like, it's in the national news on, like, all the channels about, um, and they all say outside of Sacramento, so it's, they're talking about the corn maze in Dixon. Have, okay. you, ever, have you ever done that? <clears throat> I haven't. At first, I thought you were talking about corn maze that you used to make tortillas or... or right, right, right. You know. no, have you done maze. the corn yeah. maze in Dixon? It's, like, the well, world's largest corn maze. It's like, the, the, uh, there's apparently no other corn maze that's larger in the world. Um, I've done one in Wisconsin, and I'm pretty sure that's the biggest one. So. They've said that this is the biggest one in the world. I don't know if it is, but that's what they say. Well, is it square footage? Is it length of the path? Yeah, um, you would have to Google that, because I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but they say it's the biggest, and they're talking about it on the Today Show, on like, I mean, like a national thing. They made jokes on the Tonight Show about it because people were getting lost in this corn maze and they were calling 911 uh, because they were apparently so lost that they were crapping their pants or something and they and, and I don't understand that why this would happen because obviously you're going to a corn maze you're paying money and the whole point is you know that it's going to be you know hard right especially when you, it's advertised as like the largest one in the world or whatever they say mm -hmm. so how lost do you have to be over what period of time where you actually say we we need to call 911 <laughs> bother the dispatcher which of course must be highly illegal right to to do that uh and and i guess this has been happening for you like this isn't the first time this this or the first year this has been they've done it someone must have told some news station and now it's like national news. Like if you Google it, it's on like ABC News and, and all this stuff. I think, are you kidding me? It's people people can't go through a. Granted, it's a big corn maze, but to call nine one one is that is that stupid? No, you can call nine one for nine one one for a lot of different things. I don't think you can get in trouble unless you're reporting a false. But is that yeah. really an emergency that, I mean, can't you, like, they were, like, I think on today's show, they were talking about this, and I think even uh, Matt Lauer was like, what if you just walked in a straight direction for a while? Wouldn't you eventually end up out of the corn maze? You know, like, is, aren't there ways to, like, you know, granted that you'd have to be, you know, going over the corn or whatnot, but, like, Yeah, I think you, know, you might start to go in a circle. If the corn, if there's like a piece of corn like right in your way or something like that. But they, <laughs> like they give you a map, like that's, you know, I understand some people are bad at reading maps, but you, <laughs> you, you, you have some kind of a guide. So like, how, how, how bad is it when you look at the map and you, all right, we, we have to call 911. We are that screwed, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, it happened, so must be pretty bad. Do any of us have a point of reference? Like, you know, any of us done a corn maze before? Yeah. I've done that corn maze, like, oh. I don't know, a couple of years ago, and I mean, I was with some friends, and it was... You got lost and called 911? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, well, clearly, that's why. <laughs> but, I mean, we there's a map, and, and, I mean, you feel great when you get out of there because it's massive, but, I mean, I, never, I didn't think that that kind of thing happened. Like, I thought, okay, um, people probably use the GPS on their phone or something if they, if they really need to or, you know, that... I assume that would happen, but to call 911? They should just take people's phones away before you can go into it. Then no one would GPS it, which is cheating anyway, and then no one would call 911 for it. You know what I think they should do is they should allow people to go there at night and then uh, give them a bunch of laxatives before that they go into the maze. <laughs> that way, they'd, they'd really be motivated to get out of there. <laughs> or they might make it unfit for other people to go into. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, then people will know not to go that direction. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or, well, it might help people find their way out, too. That's true. You know, follow That's the true. smell, you know. <laughs> um, were you guys talking about wanting to do a corn maze? Is that what... Um, no, Mike was just talking about how in the news they've been talking about this corn maze. Yeah, it's, it's made national news. Like, they're talking about it everywhere. And I'm just thinking, are you kidding me? Like, this is, you know, of all the things that they could be talking about, all the, the you know, important stuff in the world. And they're saying, yeah, there's this corn maze out of Sacramento and people are getting lost. And this is like, this, and you hear Matt Lauer, you know, Val Roker and stuff talking about this like like it's a big deal and just you know just doesn't it seems like there should be more important things to be discussing you know I've never been lured into doing a corn maze I've n I do if someone said what do you want to do I would never say a corn maze <laughs> wouldn't yeah <clears throat> it just doesn't it doesn't speak to me maybe we should try that what so Kenny what do you want to do not a corn maze. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, I guess that settles that then. Hmm. What? Well, it does. I think, yeah, I stand on that. Or maybe you would do it and think, oh, this is kind of cool. It's a neat little social event, right? Because you can talk to your friends as you're navigating it. And as opposed to, like, you know, going to a movie where you're just watching a screen, you're not socializing. I think there's a level in of anxiety that would come with doing one that I just like wouldn't feel comfortable putting up with. It's like a haunted house, but even scarier because you know. Do you, know, do you have a bad sense of direction? No, I have a fantastic sense of direction, but I don't think corn mazes are set up for any kind of sense of direction. It's supposed to trick you, right? I don't know. They, there's a map, and sometimes they have markers, so you know like where you are on the map. I mean, it's not like it's. It's supposed to freak people out. They don't want people calling 911, right? Maybe they do. Maybe they didn't hit their 911 quota for the month. They, you know what? I think the guy actually had to plow the corn maze or something because it was like they're getting all this bad press or what. Because, you know, the, obviously the 911 people are like, hey, you got to do something. You can't keep having people call 911 for this thing, right? Because yeah. they're getting. Or maybe off. maybe they are just trying to promote nine one one. Well, like, it's like a marketing tool for nine one one. Yeah. They, really? They need to advertise. Yeah. Is that? Do they like, need billboards for nine one one now? Yeah, maybe they want. Oh, to I need calls. help. What was the number again? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 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 
Well, it could be that. There were or... three numbers. What were they? <laughs> what if they're just trying to drum up excitement for the corn maze? Like, yeah. Maybe they didn't get a lot of people, so they're trying to make it sound scarier. Exactly. By saying that people can. But the opposite is. But but that that's the opposite happened because I think now they're thinking well we have to dumb it down because you know uh, this is gonna blow up in our face because people are gonna be like I'm not going on that people are you know calling nine one one for Christ's sakes and and they're gonna have to like tone it down right so that people are gonna be like you know more willing to to do it without feeling that they're trapped and they're never gonna get out. Yeah, but Northern California is filled full of outdoorsy daredevil types. So that Yeah, but this isn't for that. skydivers, it's a corn maze. People, yeah, you know. It's so difficult that you'll have to call nine one one and poop okay. your pants in yeah, order to right. leave. You know what I was just thinking? Like what if it's both? Like what if it's gonna make some people not wanna go? But it's gonna make other people wanna go. Yeah. It's gonna like the people are like originally were like, Oh, I really wanna do a corn maze, but then they learn like, Oh, it's really hard. Oh now I have to do it. Right. Yeah. Plus I get to poop my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Plus they encourage you to poop your pants while you do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean obviously they can't well they could make it harder, but what are they gonna say now? Even more people are gonna call nine one one. That's how. I mean, how how much harder can it be than people, you know, freaking out to the point where they think it's an emergency? How harder can it be? Right. What more can be done to signify that this is the most challenging corn maze that you've ever been in? So you want to do it? You build a drone. Where you put some thugs in there. Yeah, what do you mean? Like, to try to get your wallet while you're in the corn maze. Well, then it can become like a haunted corn maze, right? I guess you could do that. That yeah. sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> but I don't, you know, I don't know if that would go over well. Because then, you know, it wouldn't really be kid-friendly. True. Mm. Well, they could give your wallet back after you get back out of the corn maze. <laughs> but why? They should have like a mobile app where like you can tap on like a I give up button or something so that then someone will come and get you or a, you know so you don't have to call 911 but if you are so completely lost that there's a like a kill switch you know so somebody can like save them. Yeah, that makes sense. A little GPS tracker or something. Yeah. Yeah. So still make it hard, but like have an out for those that can't like, you know, you don't want everyone to crap their pants, I don't think. Maybe they do. Maybe that's... Maybe that's how they fertilize the corn. Yeah. Hmm. Except for it's past that time of year. They need that in the spring. Uh -huh. But now all the corn's been harvested. That would work, I guess, if we were cows. But I don't think human poo does quite the same, does it? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, I thought you knew a lot about this stuff, Steve. You'd probably have to eat it and chew it like a cow does three times. 
and then spit it back out. You probably would have to eat what a cow eats for it to really, because other cows. I don't think poo <laughs> that comes from McDonald's and you know whatever Americans eat would really have the same components that would work for fertilizing corn. Yeah. You know. I think you're probably right. That's probably why they don't use human feces. That, and we don't, yeah. you know, chew our cut or whatever it is, but, yeah. Because if you go to, um, like, Home Depot or a nursery or something, and you buy a bag of fertilizer, I've never even seen, like, one that they had in stock that was um, human. <laughs> Maybe in some like third world countries or something where you know they can't afford cows or whatever, but that seems like that would even be a stretch for a third world country because it, it, I don't I, I, that, that, that couldn't possibly be useful, could it? Well, and then that's also assuming that they have an uh, economy that's developed enough. To sell fertilizer at a nursery. By the way, that you would have to be one heck of a salesman to be able to sell human feces. I mean, that's that's the ultimate. Uh, you know, I mean, some people can sell anything, right? Just because they're good at it. But I mean, what's the value in other than for like movie props or I don't know something that would require that look. You know what kind of use could you get from from that that would be you know helpful from being able to sell it you mean or what yeah like that someone would actually be in the market to buy that oh um i don't know especially since people can produce their own feces why would you need to buy someone else's you know well because people don't want to if you don't have a place to store it that you know, gives you easy access to it's it. All, I, it's all in the packaging. I think that's what we're getting at. If yeah. it's packaged well, then even if it's poo, people will buy it, right? I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. I think, because you're an Apple guy, right? If Apple came out with, like, the iPoo or something like that, it would be pretty cool looking and people would probably, you know, want it, right? Yeah. But I think all the reviews would probably say this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that joke. <laughs> but. I still want to play a game. Kenny still wants to play a game. Yeah. I know, but we already we discussed this. I don't have any games. Well, we could play a word game. We could play a word game. You want to play a word game? Yeah. Okay. There used to be this game on... Uh, Apple computers I played in middle school called Word Breakers. Word Munchers? It was called Word Breakers. Breakers I don't know if sure. it still exists, but it was really fun. I, I never, they never made one for, uh, you know, PCs. But it was, um, it was at this Apple game and, I, and it, was, it was great. It was like a hidden five letter word and you kept, you had a certain amount of guesses to get whatever the word was. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's called Word Breakers. Do you have that? Word Breakers? Uh, I don't even know. I don't think so. I don't think that's something that they put on here anymore. I don't it just know comes if it still exists, now. but it, I played it in middle school. I remember that. And it was an Apple thing. 
I remember word munchers and number munchers. That was before middle school. Oh yeah, that's the thing tonight, right? We're all born in the same year. Yeah, we're all born in 1982. I don't know if the listeners were aware of that, because I don't think I... I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, 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 was, I, I, I guess I knew you were, Steve, but mm-hmm. I didn't... You didn't know that you were? I didn't really, <laughs> And I, didn't, I look much younger. I didn't really think of that as a commonality that, you know, we're all 82 people. Uh, yeah. We like the Beach Boys? Well, I don't... You like the Beach Boys? Yeah. yeah, first okay. concert I ever went to. We oh, all, there you go. And we all pee standing up. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and poop standing up. Oh. That's how we're all similar. All right, so um, what is what state is my bathroom in right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, California? I was going to say that. California. <laughs> Assuming that was the answer you were looking for. I didn't think about it. I'm hoping that you like bring a funnel or something. We all do it the same way at the end of the day. I guess you'll find out, Steve. (laughs) Well, I usually, I do go at the end of the day, but I go in the morning, too. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about poop a lot. Yeah. Maybe that's just a guy thing. Oh. I don't know. Maybe, it it's might, just, maybe it's just a 1982 thing. That, it's you know. a 1980 poo thing. <laughs> 1980 poo thing? Or a, what do you guys want to poo thing? <laughs> it's, you know, it's natural. <laughs> when you start a podcast to start with, you know, or the what, easy material and work your way from there. So what, we can only go up from here, you know. What do you guys want to do, do? What do you guys want to do, do? Yeah. similar I want to know what else makes us similar as people and maybe the audience could relate to us um well we've all performed stand-up comedy before Mm. we're all in my apartment at the same time yep and we're all in the same menstrual cycle as far as I'm aware um we're syncing up I was just thinking that yeah yes I you know I felt a sync up like the Triforce. Again, it's a 1982 thing. Yeah. We, we just kind of think that way. Yeah, it's hard to explain. Well, I have a, a bicycle. Me too. Yeah. I used but to. I, I don't have a menstrual cycle. I've had bicycle stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you used to have a bicycle. Yes, I've I've had bikes, but then they were stolen, as bikes sometimes do. People take the the clippers and cut your cable, you know. Oh, you gotta get a U lock. You yeah, gotta you gotta know. U-lock, U-lock. That's when you realize you need the U lock. Is when that, that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I lock with U lock. <laughs> but then people can get a torch or something and do it. Like I, I I once had a bike that I had a U lock, but then I. I lost the key, or I couldn't get it open, so I actually had to get someone to use a torch and, like, you know, uh, break the U-lock so that I could get my bike. Which... Or a gun will work. Like, just blow. Yeah? Yeah, just aim very carefully, but you can use a gun. I didn't think of that, but that could 
work to, I suppose. Yeah, we all have guns. You know, I wonder sometimes, <clears throat> it seems like there's so many bikes in the world that there ought to be at least one bike for every person that's in the world. So why would you need to steal a bike? Why would there even be a market still for bicycles? I don't think there are the same amount of bikes as there is people. But there's so many bikes. I think it's just relative. It's like, oh, I have a bike, so I notice all the bikes that are out there. But if you don't have a bike, it's like, what bike? You know? I guess so. But I mean, like I have a friend, and underneath his house in the crawl space, there's like a bunch of bikes buried in the mud. It's like, why don't they take one of those? Well, they're in the mud. Yeah, so they just pull them out. And then you have to fix them, probably. Yeah, but I mean, fixing a bike, seems like fixing a bike would be easier mm -hmm. than stealing one. It would be. Maybe not. A lot less karmic debt, too. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really had a really nice bike. I mean, I know people spend, you know, 1200 2000 bucks, whatever, on a really nice bike. And for that, I would have to, like, keep it, you know, in my house or garage or something. Like, I, I, would, I could never have it outside because I fear it would get stolen. Like, the bikes I've had, you know, I got a Target or something for, you know, 150 bucks. And yeah, they may not last that long. They're not the best bikes. But then at least if you get it stolen, you're like, okay, well, whatever. I just, I, you know, I got it at Walmart or something. But can you imagine if you spent like 1200 on a bike and even if you had a U-lock or something and then someone, you know, stole the wheels or, or, or figured out a way to, or used the torch and stole the, I mean, how bad would that be if someone took like, it's like if someone stole your car, you know? Yeah. Put that much money into a bike and then just someone just ganks it. Yeah, that would, uh, I mean, but I don't know. I think at that point, if you have the money to put that much money into a bike, then it's not going to mess you up too bad. Well, maybe, but, you know, a lot of people may not be rich, but they like, you know, I really want a nice bike. So they, you know, save up and they, you know. But it would be like your baby, like you want to make sure that it's always in great condition and it's, you know, never in the rain or, you know, all this stuff because it's, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, you're uh, uh, probably a serious biker. And um, wherever I've lived, I've always kept it, you know, like outside on the rack or something. And I was like, man, I, 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 I don't think I could do that if it was a really nice bike. Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to put it out there. But, I don't know. I guess when you've had a really nice bike, you could never, like, go to Walmart and get a $50 bike, because it would just seem like, you know, the worst thing ever, because you're used to an actually decent quality, bike, you know, bike store bike. Well, but that, <clears throat> I think that depends. If you get a salesman that could sell um, human feces in a manure bag. And That's then true. Walmart. Then you yeah. probably would want that bike. You're right. Uh. Alright, what, what year did you guys graduate? Because we're all born in 1982, but that doesn't mean we all graduated the same year. 
2000. 2000? 2001. Oh, you guys, when were you born? December. Yeah. I was, I was born in August. August. And I was also graduated in 2001. Hmm. Yeah, that's not as cool as 2000, but... Are you kidding me? Are you 2001 kidding me? is the coolest year. To graduate... The 2001, the Space Odyssey? I mean, come on. No, but uh, they all... 2000 was the big, like, what's gonna happen? Class of 2000, and they did all these, like, projections and we're younger. They didn't care about 2001. Well, technically, didn't like the millennium start in two thousand one? Like, wasn't that because? Yeah, I think so. Isn't like because it's oh one, then that's the start of. Isn't that how it yeah. worked? I mean, I get what you're saying. Everyone was partying from the, in the Y two K and all that, but mm-hmm. but by then you already knew that the world wasn't gonna explode because it was already two thousand when you because you graduated in you know June or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, I still remember the 2000 party that we had. It's pretty crazy. Did you have a Y2K party? We had a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. And I remember a lot of um, Mountain Dew and vodka, and also this kind of alcohol called hooch, which is fruit-flavored kind of wine coolers. Hmm. But it's See, the Y2K thing didn't bother me because I was watching like the TV celebration where they did it in different countries and like I remember they were showing it on a there's some country called uh, Kirbas I think which was like because the, the date line or the, the international date line or whatever was like the first country that existed in 2000 and so they showed that country, Kiribati, right, in the, you know some Pacific island or something, and they didn't blow up. So I'm like, all right, we're all good because they, they obviously have, you know, they, I assume they have computers and you know they they're still functioning. So, mm-hmm. and then they did, you know, Australia or whatever, all the other countries, and says, okay, well, clearly there's no like nuclear chaos type thing, and and that that was the indication that there wasn't going to be a horrible apocalyptic zombie thing. Yeah. Well, I remember I made sure to lose my virgin my virginity like a year, no, a week and a half before New Year's. So I'm like, I want to get this in. That's I want to see point. if I can squeeze this there in. There probably were a lot of people that lost their virginity during that time period of thinking the same thing. All right, this could be it. Yeah, I'm 17 I don't, and I don't, quarters. I don't care who it is, it's got to be somebody. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So there probably was an unusual amount of births nine years after, or nine months after the uh, December 31st. Yeah, Y2K babies. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah Y2K babies. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, but see, 2001 is like also the name of Dr. Dre's last album. <laughs> Which was released in 1999. I know. <laughs> but. <laughs> so there, Steve. So yeah, there. but 2001 was the year when it like actually matched the name of the album. Yeah, but so, I spent all of 2000 listening to it. Yeah, but 2001 was exciting because it's like, okay, now we're in the year when this album is supposed to be. Were for. you big into rap? 
I was then, yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't picture it. I wore like boo-boo pants. Did you really? Yeah. Sounds cool. And I wore like all kinds of like crazy hats and stuff. Really? Yeah. I, one of my favorite shirts is a FUBU shirt. And it's just, I happened to get it like at a thrift store when I was in New Orleans once. It's like a buck fifty. Yeah. But it just fit perfectly, this FUBU shirt. And uh, I didn't really get it because it was FUBU. I just liked the shirt and it fit well. But I remember one time I was going to, uh, on some stand-up trip and uh, Mikey Winfield was was coming along right and he sees me and I've got this fubu shirt on and he just like smiles this that big Mikey Winfield smile and looks at me just and he's just like man you you have it you have it like he like he couldn't contain himself because it, it the whole idea of me this like ultra white guy right in his mind wearing a fubu shirt just like blew his mind all the cultural appropriation he just couldn't handle it he just I, he either thought it was too hilarious, he couldn't say anything, or he, he just completely threw him off guard. I don't know, but um, that's maybe the only time I've seen him speechless. <laughs> I was really into like co-ed naked shirts and um, peace frog shirts. Peace frog? Peace frog. I don't remember those. Oh, if you were a girl and oh, grew up in like the late, no dudes wore peace frog shirts. I was gonna say I didn't, didn't bring. Or like no fear shirts. Had a I lot remember of no the fear. no fear shirt. Had a lot of co-ed naked shirts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Peace I had frog. one peace frog. Is that like a California thing or something? I, I don't, don't know. know. They're at the mall everywhere, and they're they're supposed to promote peace, and they're frogs giving a peace sign. Well, it would have been a Wisconsin thing, right? No, it was all yeah. over. Oh, yeah, we go to the Mall of America and we get the Peace Frog and Peace Frog shirts there. And You remember that, Steve? I don't remember. I don't Peace remember Frog. the Peace Frogs. Google it. Okay. You were in, where were you at? This was in Wisconsin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all over. Those are iconic. I remember, do you remember the Billabong shirts? I remember those. Yeah. My senior year of high school, the calculus teacher tried to ban Billabong shirts. There was a junior who was wearing one on the first day of school, and the teacher, who was a real troll, uh, made him go to the bathroom and flip it inside out. Me being a senior, I was enraged, even though I didn't wear any Billabong shirts, but I just thought it was so ignorant, because he didn't like it, because the word included the word bong, right? And we're in small town Wisconsin. So the next day the word comes out, Bill Bong shirts are banned. No one's allowed to wear them. And they were super hip. Like you can get them at Pacific Sunwear or wherever. And I'm just like, just baffled by how stupid our teachers were for making that decision and administration for enforcing it. So it was printed in our announcements. It was like over the loudspeaker during homeroom, no billabong. So I called in to the local TV station and then wrote into the newspaper. So they came out and did a story and interviewed the superintendent who then insisted that they were never banned. But I had all of this like, all of the typed out announcements and my friends made 
shirts where they just like wrote on with indelible marker like Mr. Potato Head and they were like are you gonna ban this too because it has the <laughs> word pot in it and I used all the library's like printing resources to make these very very um seemingly you know kind of protest flyers for the school that had some some lofty Martin Luther King Jr. quote about injustice one place is injustice everywhere and like plastered them all over the school and then um, they rescinded it. And even Jay Leno made a joke about a small town in Wisconsin that tried to bend Billabong shirts. Then when it was time for senior to class t-shirts, we got Billabong to make ours. It was pretty cool. <laughs> but That's pretty wild when you hear stuff like that. Because there's always some school that does something weird where some principal decided. Yeah, and like the, the latest thing was about the... Um, the kid got in trouble for when he was saying the, the Pledge of Allegiance on the announcements. He left out under God, right? And he got suspended or something because his assignment was to do the Pledge of Allegiance and he, at being an agnostic or something, he didn't feel like it was necessary to say, under God, what's the big deal? And, and other people found it to be a big deal. And it's like, I can't believe that, like 20 years from now, and you know, it'll be 2030 or something, and I, I, this is probably still going to happen, because the Pledge of Allegiance is still going to say, under God, and you're still going to have people going, I don't need to say that, right? Well, I remember them being very specific growing up in not putting the pause, like how important not including that pause was. Yeah, so, yeah. One nation under God, versus one nation under God, indivisible, and we would get in trouble if you didn't include, include the pause. No, or you, if you if you left out the pause. right, you had to say it all as one. Huh? I don't think I ever had to say it. You didn't have to say the Pledge of Allegiance. No. Well, usually the story was because kids would have to say it at the beginning of the school day or something, and you know, but this was. The kid was saying it on like the announcements for the whole school, like as a um, assignment to do the uh, the whatever it is on the PA. So it's like he was representing the whole school. So the principal or whatever says, "Well, you can't just leave out part of the pledge because you're representing the whole school when you do that." Mm -hmm. But the kid's just like, "This shouldn't be a big deal. Like, are you kidding me?" And then they're interviewing other people. Like this was a national news story. I, or it was from out of Tracy, California. I think it was, it was some school in Tracy. And, and then you had other people saying, well, if you're going to do the pledge, do the pledge. You do it, the complete pledge. You can't, you know, just leave stuff out. So it, it um, you know, there's two sides to it, but it's like you're watching this on TV going, wow, this is, this is really a, you know, a newsworthy, controversial thing. We're still talking about this like it seems like it, it will always be I like to just say the first line and the last line <laughs> and then let everyone else do the middle part yeah that's funny starts out real loud and then goes quiet and then gets louder again yeah, yeah. or just like make a lot of like mumbly noises in the middle <laughs> well it's just like controversy <laughs> coming from things you like the billabong thing like who would ever even think right unless you're the ultra conservative teacher that goes oh you're just advocating drugs but 
then you've got like these rock stars or pop stars that go out of their way to create controversy like uh what's her name Nicki minaj did you see this thing about her um she has some new music video out her butt that well well her butt is yeah, you know right. but her her the this music video she has out has um imagery that looks like nazi stuff like it's not the swastika but it, it's it's got like the um it looks as if it was like Nazi Germany. And it's almost like she's doing this on purpose to create a stir. Like, you know, I want to get my name in the print because then I'll sell more CDs or whatever. And uh, it's one thing, like when Lady Gaga, like goes, you know, comes to an award show in an egg or something like, okay, that's kind of artistic or it's different or whatever. It doesn't harm anybody. But when you're using history like Nazi imagery and you know that this was done on purpose because it's it can't it couldn't have been by accident it looks like it's like you know uh, the the symbols and the the graphics of that time period that someone's just wanting to uh, do like a whole marketing ploy you know uh, it just doesn't seem right mm -hmm. it's like all right you're gonna get your name and on the TV shows and people are going to talk about it and they're going to talk about, you know, how big your butt is and, like, that's going to be your, your, what you're known for now. Right? Well, it sounds to me like she's got a Hitler on her hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. Oh, thank you. Um, I have to get going soon. Do you? Well, we've got to end this episode soon. So. Makes sense. That coincides. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, uh, Stephen, do you have any shows to plug? Any shows coming up? Oh, yeah, the Apple Tree Comedy Competition is coming up on November 29th. Cool. Do you have yeah. your people lined up? I think I do, yeah. Ooh. Um, let's see, I think we have Stephen Fury yeah. and Emma Haney <gasps> yeah. and Diego Curiel. Wow, those are some heavy hitters. And uh, possibly, we have, might have Henry Ruhlhausen on it too. Oh. I don't have to double check. That's very funny. If you no. need a judge, I'll do it. Okay, yeah, I think we might need a judge. So, as always, we'll probably have... Uh, Eric James Barger the first. He's the greatest. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, he's a really good judge. JoJo is great, but JoJo laughs a lot. He yeah. throws the numbers off. Oh, well that's all right. You just got to pair him up with somebody who, uh, get it, pair him up. Happens. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to pair him up with somebody who doesn't laugh me, a lot. Like me. Yeah. Okay. I hardly laugh. All right. I always feel weird asking Jojo because everybody knows he's got the lab and I feel like he thinks maybe I'm just like using him for the lab. You know? I'm sure he's into it. He's a really talented, talented comedian too. He is. But, you know, yeah. like you just want me for my lab. Sounds rough. If you don't want that to happen, then don't laugh like that. Right. Right? Yeah. Because um, people might hack your iCloud account. 
and then like you hear laugh online for people to how how would uh that be on the iCloud I don't know like how are those pictures on the iCloud oh the newts yeah I like to say newts and then it might be like Jojo's laugh the fappening part two <laughs> Come on. That's cool, though. Yeah. It's like, oh man, that guy's really laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what other shows do you have coming up? Um, uh, December 4th, I am performing uh, at. Uh, I should forget the name of the show. Is it here in Sac? It's in San Francisco. <gasps> it's called the Mission Position. <gasps> really? Yeah. I've heard of that show. Yeah. In the Mission? Yeah, it's in the Mission District in San Francisco. Who else is on you with that? I don't know yet. Oh, neat. Yeah, this guy Trevor Hill runs it. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I don't know who else is booked. Yeah. Hopefully people that I like, you know. What day of the week is that? Um, that is a That's Thursday. That's a Thursday, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. What else do you have? Just those two? Um, well, there's something else in there. Oh! <laughs> what? Um, what did you I was just laughing because I, I got excited. <laughs> I'm going to be on um, John Ross's Stab Show. Yeah! On uh, this Sunday. At Luna's? Or no, in Davis? No, in Davis. Recording, li or recording <laughs> for Davis uh, Public Access. What? So Stab is a game show. That's right. I, that's all I know about it. Yeah. Well, basically, John Ross gives you a bunch of prompts to do various things. You have assignments. And then you create your response, you know, or, you know, a, a few days before the show. Oh, you have some time to prepare. Yeah, you have time to prepare. And then you go on, and, and then he'll ask you, he'll feed you the prompt live, and then you do your response. Who else is on it with you? Um, let's see. Jesse Jones is always on it. Mm -hmm. So it's me, Jesse Jones, and uh, I think maybe uh, I forget. It might be JoJo or Ben Rice. Oh, nice. So it's Sunday at what time? Um, twelve uh, p.m. And it's live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On Davis Public Radio? Public Access. Public Access. TV. Oh, it's on television? Yeah, HD. Yeah. <sighs> and, um, but I don't know if it's going to be live on television. Mm -hmm. You know, I think. Yeah, probably I think be taped, right? Yeah, they're taping it, and then I think we have like a little studio audience that is going to be there to watch it. Yeah. But, um, I always see John Ross in random places, like I'll bump into him at Target or the Safeway or something. Oh, doing stand-up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like there's kids and everything. Doing stab? I'm doing stab at Safeway. Yeah. With his kids. <laughs> no. Um, when are you going to make your next music video? The, the dance video, you mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Are you taking suggestions still? Well, I have a few lined up that I want to do. I want to do this particular James Brown song. Nice. And then, I think it's called... Please Please Me? No. Wow. That's the Beatles. No. James Brown has that too? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, there's one, I think it's like, I've got a feeling or something like that. Or I've got that feeling. Sure. That's yeah. classic. Yeah. We need to do another video, but it, it, I feel like it never, like, what's up with Patrick? He, is he disappeared yeah. again or? Yeah, I, I he's been, yeah. <laughs> Who's Patrick? Uh, he's a childhood friend of mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we did a video with him once, and then we, tr we tried to do some more, but then we we have a hard time just getting everybody together, because Patrick's, either he works at some hotel or something, right, and a lot of times he's MIA. Yeah, you know, he's always got some something going on in his life, so it's tough for him to make these videos. Gotta get some some stuff on that YouTube channel. Yeah. Well, we'll probably get around to doing that at some point. What was it like learning from three guys or something or what was the channel? Yeah, I think I think that was it. Learning from three guys. If you guys want to go on there, um, talking to the listeners right now, um, learning from three guys on YouTube. We gotta put more stuff because it's just the one video that we did, right? Yeah, we only have one video. Wait, you have another YouTube besides what do you want to do? Yeah. What was that one called? Learning from three guys. And it's Patrick and the two of you? Yeah. What do you talk about? It was like a year ago or something that we did it, right? It's uh, more than that, at least a year and a half ago. And a half, yeah. We did it in the spring, I think. I'm going to start a YouTube channel, but it's just going to be me whispering. <laughs> Alright. No, there's a whole community for that. Oh. And I like talking at various volumes. Yeah. So I'm going to check out my range. Okay. I think the listeners will notice that. When you guys turn and face me, it gets quieter. Why? I don't know. That's just what it does. Oh, well... And the I'm, mic I'm usually facing the microphone, if that's... Yeah, yeah I, I know, but a few times you leaned back so you can see me, and then you get farther away. Oh. I like to stare at Steven when I talk to him. Okay. Well, maybe... Um, you should put the mic right, right there. Yeah. Well, I should really have three mics so that everybody can have their own mic. I'll donate my mic. Yeah. Actually, we do have three mics. We have. <laughs> I was waiting for that joke. And one Michael. That counts. Yeah. Yeah, look up the Blue Yeti. I hear that's a good microphone. No, just okay. take mine. Or take hers. Well, I've got this uh, Behringer. What's this thing? Let me see. Uh, Behringer Ultra Voice. Behringer? I thought that was a wine. I thought it was a gun. XM8500, and then I have the Shure SM58 there that you guys are using. It's a classic. It looks just microphone. like a microphone. Yeah, well, it's like a classic model. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's no on-off switch. You can should get them with an on-off switch. You should get like those old school radio mic, like the uh, Tonight Show, which I'm gonna call it. No, the from the the old days microphone. Yeah, I know somebody that has one of those. I wonder if an yeah. iPhone could be used as a microphone. Uh, well, I don't know. There might be an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, are you going to ask me if I have any shows coming up? Yeah, Kenny, 
Yeah? Do you have any shows coming up? Actually, no, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I do really like um, the Starlight Lounge and Brandon Lee's open mic yeah. that apparently is changing to Wednesday night next week. Oh, okay. I'm a big fan of, of, of his stuff. Yeah. And the show's there. So um, I think that's the next thing I'm going to do is just... Where's uh, the Starlight Lounge? Like 21st in Capitol? Oh, uh, no. 22nd in M? No. That's all I have. It's on 21st in between P and O. Okay. So I wasn't that no. far off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you started getting even farther off. I yeah. But, Mike, do you have any shows coming up? Uh, every so often, I, uh, I've been writing these little short plays for the Thistledew Theater, and they actually have like a Christmas thing coming up in around Christmas time. I think it's going to be a little bit before Christmas or after, I'm not sure, but not Christmas weekend, but might be the week or two before, where they're going to do some like Christmas-themed plays and uh i wrote this little play about a it's just like a i don't know five ten minute thing but it's about a hr rep who's interviewing uh candidates for a department store santa nice and it's actually pretty cute and i you know i try to make them funny and stuff so uh that might be performed by uh, a few people uh, might be including myself but um so i've been doing some writing that uh uh, people are able to do in not podcast form but radio play sort of like the uh, the um, the a mixture of podcast and theater so mm -hmm. it's pretty cool well, I love the thistle do have you yeah. been there Steven? it's a good space I walked in there one time and then there was a black widow by the front door kind of freaked me out That's, yeah you told me that uh, Ray killed and, it, and you were pissed off at him because he spiders he didn't kill it he like swatted it and then it like started like jumping around and getting all excited well, he probably meant to kill it i would think right well, steven you prefer so. to take the insects outside right yes or let them live here in their own space yeah steve went to waldorf schools they don't like kill spiders and stuff right? yeah we don't kill spiders yeah. well and the thistle do back to that that's a play on words is it? This'll do. Oh, yeah. The owner told me that one, so. Oh. I guess so. Yeah, they ran the infirmary there for a while. I know. Yeah, it was actually a good space for stand-up. I mean, people... Someone stole the chess set, apparently. That's what I heard. And now they're uh, down at the Uli Theater tonight, apparently. No, t no tonight. It is, yeah. That's yeah. Right. It is tonight. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. But anyway, they do these little plays there every so often, and, and um, the guy there the, that runs the theater, he'll get plays from all over the world, so actually, he sent me a play from Russia. Some Russian guy wrote this, like, um, play sort of about the Edward Snowden, the whole NSA thing. It's actually pretty good.
All right, well, that's about an hour there, so. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can play a game. Um, anyway, that's the end of the program. Episode zero. What do you guys want to do? Podcast. And um, I don't know. We'll do something with it. <laughs>